right, we want to try to clarify some things for ourselves concerning the nature of what we call the world and what we call the universe. So, uh, I think the first thing to say is we could review some common uh, attitudes here. So, one of the attitudes, uh, the, the usual one, is of course that um, there's a, a, a there's a, a universe and there's an earth and here's the, a, a body and I'm inside my body and I'm uh, perceiving things. I'm walking around and the, the the light comes from the stars. I'm sorry for well, also from the stars, but uh, at night, but during the day from the sun and uh, it bounces off of objects that are exterior to me and then it enters into my eyes and then uh, uh, it's formed into a reversed image and then the brain reverses it and brings it uh, serves it up and consequently uh, reality is had and the same thing for uh, sounds there's vibrations in the air and they're picked up by the ears and the same thing for touch sensations and the same thing for taste sensations so this is the usual uh, narrative and it's definitely a good place to, to start out and to uh, contend with uh, but of course if we uh, push further just as with most things we see that there are some issues uh, one of the issues is that when we say let's say for example we look at a car right and we say that that's a car it's right there but what we may not mind is that as, as it would appear in between us and the car, whatever we mean by us, and right now again, we're, we're gonna speak a little bit colloquially here and there, not the, let's not hold ourselves to the strictest uh, 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 accuracy standards thus far. Uh, but, but we say, okay, so there's a car in, in front of us, right? But in between the car and us is our eyeballs, right? So it would seem that the eyeballs have something to do with this image that forms. So then we have the question, uh, is there what is the relation between the, the subject, the perceiver, and whatever is perceived? This is something that was is as obvious as it may seem to, to uh, once we think about it, something that wasn't always thought about in uh, by people. And we see that, in fact, the default, kind of, if we've never given it a second thought, well, there's no, it's not a thought. It's like, what do you mean? There's the world. There's a tree. There's a mailbox. There's a the clouds there's the there's cars it's like it's there it has nothing i'm here it's there that's it right so it, it does take a little leap of logic to say wait a second uh, there's some eyeballs involved right and for the sounds there's some ears involved and for the the taste there's some uh, taste involved so once we begin to think like this and we begin to ask ourselves what what is really there right what is really there uh, and for example we can say if again we haven't thought about it we feel put our hand under uh, some hot water and we say well it's hot water it has nothing to do with me I'm simply observing the fact that or this this information is kind of from the outside that has nothing at all again to do with me I'm just perceiving it but we think isn't heat something that that it requires a, a, a hand and a nervous system and, a, and, a, and a, somebody to interpret the, the signals so is the water really hot right or for example, we see a, a red stop sign, or the red part of the, the stop sign. Say, well, it's just, uh, it has nothing to do with me, it's, it's right there, but yet isn't red a color that again necessitates eyes and the, the ability to, to see? So we see it's not so simple, and it would seem that, uh, that there is some kind of reality to um, the, the, the objects that is other than what, uh, as it concerns our perception, what has been called, say, the thing in itself. What is the thing in itself? Excuse me. 
what is the stop sign really? What are sounds really? What are what is vision and heat and cold really? Or for example, language actually, we hear sounds in our language and we think, well, this is just the, I happen to incidentally be uh, perceiving uh, English, the English language that's in the air, right? And yet, of course, somebody's next to us who doesn't speak English and they those sounds uh, sound nothing like uh, anything comprehensible to them. It's just empty sounds, just like if we hear another language, we might, if we didn't zone out when we were hearing a language we don't speak, we might have picked up on this, right? But it's not so obvious and sometimes Right, we hear a different language, it's like, oh, it's a different language. We don't give it a second thought, but we don't think, wait a second, what I call my own language, whether it's English in this instance, or it's uh, for somebody else, it's Spanish or Italian or French, well, that sound, must sound like that to other people. So it's not anything in its own self. So I must have something to do with it, right? So as opposed to the English language being there in the air, and it just uh, I just happen to, to catch it and, uh, and have it uh, in wholesale or like a... Oh, as a package, I probably so there's some other elements involved, whatever would be called my mind, there, there's something going on. So we say that this is, um, it, when we begin to, to think like this and really begin to then apply the, the same understanding to space and time and, and, and so forth, we say that we can easily lead to, uh, it, it can easily lead in our understanding to a complete collapse of what we call reality and we say that there is no way to clearly conceptualize uh, things as we thought that that they were meaning when we look closer it's a, it's a different impression so uh, the impression was what it was we, we we're not going to say it wasn't anything at all the impression was what it was while we had it but when we look when we peer closer at it it's it, it disappears it's it's a it's a puff of vapor and we see indeed that when we look at these these notions that we've been taught, for example, in school, uh, that there's just an, an objective universe, an objective world. Here's the body with its sense organs, and it happens to be picking up on these things. All of these things completely vanish, and there we see there's no possibility of it being like that, uh, and the, and of there being, for example, absolute time. Right? We think time is a is an absolute reality. It's just there. It's it has nothing to do at all with me or with. With anything like that it's like right now is is uh, the year that it is and and it was the year that it was and it was the hour that it was time goes on it's an arrow it never stops when we look closer at it it's the same thing it's an appearance it's an impression it's it's just a, a this vague sense that we have of we're visualizing some things and we're it's a couple of words we've heard here and there and then we say no this is exactly real the same thing for space I would think space has nothing to do. What, what do you mean? I was born on this date. Space is, uh, is, is huge, many light years, there's many uh, galaxies and, and all of this. But again, when we look closely at it with the, with the, the, the kind of um, these tools of, of reasoning and thought, we see it cannot be like that either. So what is it like? That has been a major question of, uh, uh, of philosophy and, and to some extent science, but not so much. Why? Because science succeeds uh, within the paradigm that is presented, right? So, for example, uh, let's say that somebody is uh, a video game designer. So, consequently, they can be the, uh, uh, an amazing, incredible scientist within the video game. And they can know exactly how to program uh, the character to jump up and change things up in the game. But it doesn't mean, then, that they have any understanding of anything outside of that video game or even a different video game. So it's the same thing. Science uh, that, 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 that at present we have is extremely successful in a particular philosophical paradigm with particular presuppositions 
uh, pr probably more so from the 17th century with certain uh, hypotheses and assertions and, uh, and assumptions. Uh, it's very successful there, and to, thankfully, because we, we've benefited a, a tremendous amount of, fr from it materially. But in terms of giving us a clear overall view of reality and what reality is, uh, it, we wouldn't look to, to, to a physics professor. We wouldn't look to, to a chemist or anything like that. It would be uh, akin to looking to uh, the, the designer of a particular specific video game for answers for life at large, right? Or to a, an expert scientist at chess, if we want to call him that, for answers uh, to, to everything. Or somebody who is an expert in the world of Harry Potter to tell us uh, about how to live life at large. It's this particular paradigm. It's a particular uh, kind of insulated system. Uh, 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 just like mathematics and um, or similar and, uh, and and yeah and it's it's great it's amazing but it's just that we can't we think right uh, in our uh, we have this 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 uh, privilege of the, of the modern times that we think what do you mean I have all the answers on on Google I have all the answers on Wikipedia I have all the answers from the uh, the the guy in the in the lab coat on YouTube who's going to explain to me how the universe works and and how what matter is and what time is and what space is and what uh, chemicals are and and what matter and mass is and what consciousness is and what mind is and uh, come on like I've right but no we we don't have that privilege yet and uh, again when whatever it is that that we're considering when we begin to look closely. If we push hard enough, it collapses, and it's, it's we have no idea what it is whatsoever. And we see, in fact, that it, we cannot define at the present stage of our overall human de uh, understanding and scientific understanding, we cannot gain clarity concerning even a speck of dust. We have no idea what to say clearly about the existence of a single speck of dust. Right? Not even a single speck of dust. And the amount of knowledge that we would need to have, the amount of things we would need to clarify about reality, about time and space and existence and mind and matter and perception and all kinds of things in order to be able to say something clear about a single tiny little speck of dust is, is immense. It's, it's, we're, 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 we may be very, very far from it. All right, so that's the first step is, is just to appreciate that and that uh, because again, we think that the terms that we say are, are something other than that. We think that if we simply say, oh, I know what a speck of dust is, it's a bunch of atoms, that that tells us something. Well, it does tell us something. It tells us exactly what we said. The sounds, right? If we said it in a different language, it would say it would sound different and we wouldn't even understand what it is, right? So we, we, we have to remember that, that the sounds that we make or even somebody in a lab coat makes is not, uh, or even with le letters after the name, with all due respect, obviously, it's needless to say, uh, is, um, is not the same thing as, as, as an understanding, uh, right? And something that we would say, but what is an understanding? Well, we understand we need to breathe. We understand we need to eat. We understand what sleepiness is and what we want to, to do when we get sleepy, which is sleep. That, that's what we understand. But as to what a speck of dust is, what a single second is, what a single inch of space is, we do not understand. And we need to snap ourselves out of that illusion. All right, now, with that said, uh, the the counter uh, another thing to, the, to to consider here is that we want to take a stand against any kind of pseudo philosophy and what that means is that a person uh, we, we we understand what it, it makes us feel insecure to not know uh, answers so we can reach especially if we're not very sound minded we can reach toward the first thing that we see and we can begin saying more sentences oh I know 
I know what reality is. It's uh, it's all in my mind, or it's all uh, a dream, or it's all uh, right. There's the contrary position. There's a position in formal thought of quote unquote uh, materialism, which is saying that there's a. Uh, uh, everything comes down to, to atoms and, and whatnot, and the different positions that some would call idealism, uh, which is that it's on the mind, it's all just something. All right, so that's not the answer either, and that's in exactly the same camp as the first thing, which is just empty sentences and sounds. The only real way to, to try to understand something is to be humble first, and is to understand what that we don't understand, is to stop trying to pull a power play with our given beliefs and our given. Uh, a kind of a domain, right? It's it's amazing. Some of these physicists that again, it is not even no guarantee that there's understanding there of even the the slightest slightest thing in the slightest little bit, aside from a very insulated, isolated paradigm and system. They they think that they they they're qualified to speak about all matters, right? Like that. Now, we're not going to call anybody specific out, but, but that, that, that's what we think, right? Because we master something, and we don't, we're not content with saying, oh, so that person has mastered how to program this video game, that one, that video game, that one has mastered chess. I've mastered, for example, physics, which is amazing. If we, if we were just humble about it, it would be great. It would be a, it's an incredibly difficult thing that, that most people absolutely cannot master, right? And yet, uh, we're not content with that. We want to pull a power play and say, no, my domain explains your domain. My domain explains everything else, right? Oh, you, you're a master of psychology? Well, I'm a master of physics. I can explain psychology in terms of atoms, right? I, you're a master of... Uh, Economics, well, I can also explain that. It also has to do with just the atoms, uh, and that, that's what really, the real way to understand the stock market, the real way to understand uh, the world uh, financial systems is through atoms, right? Because uh, why not, right? That, that's what I like. That's what I'm the, the boss at. All right, so this is our this is our system. Or we're, uh, we're not sound-minded, so we, we read up about some kind of things with mind and the universe and being one with the universe. And now, say, oh, I don't need physics. I don't need... Uh, to understand anything technical or actually exert myself, I already know it's all the the vibrations of, of the the combine these big words quantum schmantum the the part of who knows all this kind of stuff. So the 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 root we can never escape from trying to be humble and sound minded and sane and thinking carefully. And no matter with a degree or with a something we read on the internet or with anything at all, there is no escape. All right, so. That's another first step. So with that said, that's really all there is to say. That's really all we, we, uh, that would be needed to say at this time, but we can offer a few thoughts. We, we can offer a few thoughts. So let's take something simple, um, it, so, such, as a, such as a stop sign, right? Such as a stop sign, why not? So we say here that uh, we want the, 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 in one description, we would say it's simply a bunch of atoms, but we, we would have to translate that to something that we can conceive um, so we could say, first of all, let's let's discard. We don't know what it means that light bounces off uh, the the object and goes into the eye. It's an inconceivable, inconceivably difficult kind of a, a, a proposition here. Uh, uh, that that continually light is is it's, it's, it's if we really think about this this model as it's been put forth that this is the basis of vision that this is really how we see. And this is really what's going on. It's it's, it's insane. It's uh, or not, not. It's insane. It's it's hardly conceivable. There's not. There's no good model here that is uh, that that is that, that that we're aware of. All right. So we can think instead. We can simply not 
mention anything that we don't know exactly what we're saying we can see okay i see a sensation red it is what it is i see a sensation white it is what it is the white sensations are superimposed on the red sensations that is what it is now i read it out s-t-o-p and i pronounce it stop this is based on my knowledge of how to read uh, uh, my language right if it was all red i wouldn't be able to read so i can read because there's variations there of color and that leads me to say this and that leads me to think of a complicated series of uh, of notions for example that i have to put press the pedal and i have to think of law enforcement if i don't and tickets and and all kinds of things so this uh, consequently that uh, is, is something like that again we're not saying obviously that this is it uh, just uh, something to, to get us thinking here that could be uh, uh, along the lines of, of an interpretation of what a stop sign means to us what is a stop sign in its own self though so again we say oh it's a bunch of atoms what does that mean so we can say uh, how did the stop sign originate so originally somebody uh, that had had an intent had a desire for example the the commissioner of uh, the, the the municipal uh, somebody in the municipality and the desire was to maybe on one level to do my job and on another level part of my job is to make sure that there's sa uh, there's safety uh, cars are driving safely so I'm gonna find the intersection where it's not safe and uh, now I want to give people the the notion that they need to stop uh, the the car right and 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 put the pedal to the to the brake so how do I do that? Well, I need to think about it in the language that I have, what, which which symbol is going to bring that idea to, to the mind of, of everybody in this given country. In America, STOP, in a different language, uh, whatever it may be, in Chinese something, in Spanish something, in Italian something, wherever they have stop signs, whatever language uh, is had. So now a person uh, thinks of this sound, right? And they think, how is this sound written out? Which, which marks uh, need to be had in order to lead to the pronunciation of the sound and consequently the thinking of this thought that I need to halt my, my car. Oh, it's this kind of curve. Again, in the English language, the curve of the S, the, the line of the T. Okay, now how do I bring that into to awareness? What do, I, could, I could stand there and each time say stop, but that wouldn't be effective, right? Okay, I can write it on a piece of paper, but what I call a piece of paper, uh, the, given already referring to the material that we already have with the term paper, thus not calling for, for much more of an explanation because we, we understand what actually now we uh, uh, should probably get to that too what we mean by piece of paper but whatever let's just say for to a, on a piece of paper so we write stop right the the, the municipal uh, worker writes stop but we see with experimentation you put a piece of paper out it can fly away or there can be rain and it can get soggy and it, and it won't be effective and it's small anyhow it's not really bright so you think what other materials are there in the range of, of what's available to me in my experience that i can use in order to assemble this uh uh, to, 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 to attain visibility of my intent as we described to, to compel people to stop all right so we can we can see there's there's some what we call trays we can we can try to set something like that up right eventually we can with, with tech, the progress of technology we have something called aluminum processed aluminum processed material we can take that we can shape it in a certain way now there's a company who does that all those steps would be repeated each and every time right for every little part for the paint for the for the uh, the the shape of the stop sign for the pole, right? But the the uh, presumably the municipal worker is not actually doing all of those steps. He's just ordering. So then the same steps would repeat to the process of ordering. So he orders everything, and then uh, somebody needs to get hired, and they put it up. So when we see the stop sign, what is it in itself? We would say in itself, it's the visibility of the intent of a person based on the available. Uh, uh, content of sensation and, and, and perception and experience 
that is had. What is that content? Well, the red is what it is. We, we can't break it down any further, uh, we would say. We can say something like, oh, it's the refraction of the light in a particular way, but that, those are just words. The red is what it is. It's, it's a brute fact, we can say. It's those who have it, those who have color vision, they have it, and that's it. Uh, the, the aluminum, right? Here's a, here's a very interesting thing. So we assume that touch and sight are the same thing. We assume that we see our touch. For example, we see a stone and we think, I, I am seeing the, the hardness, right? But if we just simply pause and, and think about our direct experience, we see what we see and touch is, is something else. So technically, right, we could discover that if we're in a, a museum, right, we see a, a, a stone and we reach out and touch it, our hand goes through. Why? Because the hologram or we are at a concert with a holographic uh, performer. So we can figure that out, right? That the sight is different than the touch. And consequently, those are two different things. It's not that we see the touch, all right? So when we say, uh, when we say something like aluminum, it's a cluster. It's already the touch combined with the sight. But if we think directly, what is the content of our experience? It's a sense of pressure, right? If we reach out to a stop sign, we feel a sense of pressure, right? It is what it is. We can say it's because of the nerves. We go, okay, we can say that, but it is what it is. It's a brute fact, we would say. We feel the pressure. We feel the resistance. Something totally different is we see the sight. We combine the two based on our expectations, which might be wrong, right? Because we can have a holographic stop sign in theory, and we would think we could touch it, but we can't. But not at present, we're not aware of any stop signs like that. Widely in use, at least, right? So we combine the two, the sense of touch and the, sen the, the sensation. It's not even of touch. It's the sensation that we... It's the direct experience that we can refer to with the term sense touch sensation. And the same thing then for the sight sensation. We combine this in a package. We view these elements in light of the intent of the person who put up the stop sign. And we, we would say that that's a fair representation of what the stop sign is in itself. And that in itself is interpreted in light of the uh, characteristics of uh, the mind in question. For example, can it uh, or read and understand English or not? Does it have color vision or not? Does it have um, sight in the first place or not, right? So we see here, again, by no means should we say, oh, this is, this is correct. This is it. These are just thoughts. But... We see that an account like this, which is simply uh, interrelating different aspects, different brute facts, direct aspects of experience, we can still attain some sense more than what we had to begin with. At first, we're like, what the heck is a stop sign? But now we at least there's something, right? We can think. There's the intent. There's the visibility of the intent. There's the, the difference between touch sensations and sight sensations. We combine them. Uh, it's interpreted. The whole thing is interpreted in light of uh, the understanding of a given mind, which is in connection with a given body, which is positionally in connection with a... Uh, uh, the, the given stop sign, right? So, or, or the, 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 the in itself that we call a stop sign. Uh, so we can think about this and more and more and more and we can gain clarity, right? But it requires us to not uh, be adamant about what we're going to say. Oh, I want it to be all the, the atoms. I want it to be all the mind, the contrary position. I want it to be all this and that, right? So we, we can just think about it step by step and, and have what we have, right? And uh, a big kind of something that we frequently do ignore is that we can dream up at night absolutely everything that we have during the day. And it's so consequently, whatever explanation works during the day has to work at night. It would stand to reason. We could say that content is copied from what's during the day, but still the actual experience is, is the same thing. All right, again, we can dream up a stop sign at night. So if an explanation wouldn't make sense in the evening uh, or when we sleep, it also probably is not the final explanation. Excuse me. 
during the daytime, right? If we can dream up uh, uh, ourselves walking through through a uh, through a building and and thumping on the on a door and feeling the resistance and smelling the smell of chocolate chip cookies and talking with somebody and all of this, right? It, that the explanation that works during the day, we would say, has to work during the evening. Even if we say it's copied from an in itself for which a different explanation applies, still we only have access then to the purported copy. So you see that the explanation would still have to work. So anyhow, uh, those are some thoughts there and we can hopefully keep uh, doing our own a little bit of independent thinking on these interesting things. Thank you for listening.